Hello and welcome to Teachers Off Topic. I'm Britt. And I'm Becca. And this is the episode where we talk about self-care because 2020 sucks and... (laughs) No, for real, it does. And I kind of think that the mantra of this episode needs to be self-care isn't selfish. Oh my gosh, 100% girl. Right? You're welcome. There it is. I may or may not have been trying to think of something like super generic and like straight to the point like, this is it. This is where we're at. This is our life. Like, why is that not all over like hats and t-shirts and mugs? I know. I think I want a shirt made. I actually have a girlfriend that does that. (gasps) A new shirt. (gasps) Let's do it. All right. It's happening. Self-care is not selfish. Yep. And, you know, I really think that is super important to remember that, especially as a teacher. 100%. We go through so much day in and day out, in and out of the classroom, even when we're at school. I mean, because let's be honest, you can leave as much of it as you can in your classroom. But we all know that late at night, you're trying to go to sleep. You're thinking about that one kid. Or those five kids or what you have to do the next day. Oh, absolutely. It's impossible to turn your brain off. Like I literally was texting a parent 15 minutes ago and it's 830 at night. (laughs) Yeah, it's absolutely insane. I mean, but that's because we are definitely in it for the outcome and the welfare of our kids. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's just it's hard to turn off your heart. Oh, it's yes. oh my gosh! We get that We're, made too. <laughs> okay, yes, I love this. Oh my gosh! Okay, I'm writing these down. Noted. Write, write noted. It down <laughs> so that we remember this. Oh no! I just think that self care is something that we often forget, not just as teachers, but but as adults in general. I agree. We get so caught up in our daily lives and being busy with everything. And sometimes you sit there and you're like, oh, I can handle this. Oh, I can take on another project or another Mm -hmm. whatever the case may be until you're completely like gassing out. And then you go, you have to hit that mayday eject button like, nope. And you crash and hit the wall. And then it's like, okay, now we have to reevaluate what can we manage and control to make your life better because but I'm notorious for being like oh I can stay up late tonight even though I get up at five in the morning like right. eh, it's just one night of only a couple hours of sleep when in reality like I do that every day <laughs> right and that's and eventually I'm like at some going... point I need to stop <laughs> well eventually it catches up with you you can sit there and say how many times that oh or fine I've got this or I mean and then as a parent I figured I'll sleep in like 18 years I mean, you know, I'm not a parent yet, but I mean, I'm I'm sure that's the, the truth. worst. I mean, yeah, you've got your little rugrats up, keeping you up, doing whatever they do. Well, Dean's pretty good at staying in his bed and just doing his in his bedroom. He good. Riker, on the other hand, <clears throat> excuse me. Why is my voice cracking today? I don't know. I don't know. Either. Are you going through puberty at 32 years of age? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, Riker comes down almost every night. Aww. And I don't have the heart to turn him away when my husband's deployed. <laughs> like, I'm like, yes, absolutely, you can sleep next to me. And I've gotten to the point that it happens so frequently 
that I don't remember half the time him coming into bed. And I have to lift him up into my bed because he can't climb up. It's too high. Right. So I'm like, okay, clearly I lifted you up and I don't remember this. That is so funny because that's so opposite of how it was with Dean. I mean, Dean Mm -hmm. was not allowed to come into the bed. All the things. Riker's like, hey, guys, I'm here to party. (laughs) I think because Riker was born with medical issues. Remember, he had all those seizures. Yes. So... I think just that terrified me and traumatized me. And so now I want him close by. He is my sick boy. He's always sick. He's always hurting himself. He had a rough start to life. So <laughs> I know. Poor I just buddy. want him close to me. Dean is as healthy as a horse. Like that kid, nothing can hurt him. He never gets sick. Whereas Riker is sick nonstop. I know. Poor buddy we need to like help his also, immune system or something also he's the second kid so let's be real <laughs> the first one you're strict on the second one you're just like to hell with it like okay <laughs> and he's my baby he is your baby although dean's my baby too they're your babies mm-hmm. in different ways they are i love them both well obviously like why why do i need to justify <laughs> that what is wrong with me I love them both. Of course I do. I'm their mother. Jesus. It's <laughs> awesome. That's where I'm at this week. So how's your week been? Last week? Last week before winter break. Okay, let me tell you. I have had the best time with my kids this week. Obviously, oh, we still have some academics in place because we still have pacing guides and things that we need to make sure that we're up to date on. But I've been having a lot of fun with like the books that I've been reading and the writing prompts that we've been doing. So this yes. week... um. With each writing that we've done, I did a directive draw with them, and they have absolutely loved it. So on Tuesday, because I didn't want to be super obvious with it and started off on Monday, I kind of wanted to see if I could throw them off a little bit. So for those of you that don't know, I absolutely love penguins. I think they're the cutest (laughs) animal on the face of the planet. Like when I went to Italy, I went to Italy last summer. I learned how to say penguin in Italian. That's how much I love them. And it's how did I not know this about you? I don't know. How did you not know this about me? You're my best friend. I don't think we've ever talked about penguins. How funny. What's my favorite animal? I don't know. We've never talked about favorite animals. (laughs) what's wrong with us what i know your favorite color i know your favorite food i don't know your favorite animal that is wow what self-discovery of our friendship what is your favorite animal sorry i'm so caught up on the fat (laughs) oh i love sorry it's gorillas oh okay see yeah oh my god i didn't know that you know my nickname for my my mom right monkey Yes, but I didn't know that's because you liked gorillas. When I was younger, I used to run around on my knuckles. Oh. (laughs) Like an ape. Got it. Now we need a shirt (laughs) that has a gorilla and a penguin on it. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Let's do this. Sorry. Side note. All right. Let me. Let's go. Let me go back to. Okay. So I love penguins. My kids know I love penguins. And the way you say penguin in Italian is penguino. Which I think is the cutest thing ever. I anyway, feel like there's a water named that. Oh, that's Pellegrino, girl. Oh, Pel- that sounds super close. <laughs> Pellegrino water. Also, I don't drink fancy water. Penguino, the the animal. Oh my gosh, okay. they sound the same, <laughs> but they don't. <laughs> the great debate. <laughs> Everything sounds the same to me. 
so directed draws for their writing assignments. Sorry, we're like squirreling as we go along. So on Monday, I did polar bears. And then on Tuesday, I did penguins. And when I got on my Zoom with one of, with a, one of my small groups, one of my girls said, I thought you were going to do penguins yesterday. And I said, ha, huh. I tried to throw you off. She goes, I knew we were going to do penguins at some point this week. So the day before, all my kids drew really cute polar bears, wrote great little stories. This little girl in particular, she was super excited to show me her drawing of her penguin. Because not only did she have a drawing of a penguin, she had a drawing of me next to the penguin. And her story was about me and the penguin being best friends in Antarctica. I go, I love that. Also, I love that she knows it's Antarctica. Right. And not the Arctic. Exactly. Well, hello. Love it. I totally taught them that too. We did. This is true. We did a reading on that. That's why she knew. But hey, she remembered comprehension skills hello yes also antarctica big big spelling word big spelling word for sure oh that's so cute i'm so glad your week's been going well just so everyone knows we record these on thursday the week prior to them coming out so that's why we're saying we are it's our last week and all of this because tomorrow we go on break so by the time you listen to this is like five days ago. Yeah, but that's okay. That oh, makes sense. oh, because yeah, it's our Christmas episode. Oh. Yes. <laughs> so this is this is coming out right before Christmas. So Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays. I don't know what else happens, but happy that too. Happy Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa, and then whatever else, all the things. Happy Fourth of July. I don't know. <laughs> whatever you are celebrating, however you celebrate. Happiness. Yes, or even if you don't celebrate, go on with your bad self not celebrating. Just happiness to you doing whatever <laughs> you do. But so that's that's how my week has gone. How has your week been so far? <laughs> so <laughs> that was a weird laugh. That was kind of like a half creepy, half like stoogy laugh. <laughs> so last week, I didn't mention this on the podcast. I was not feeling well. So I had a cold, what I presumed to be a cold, and Tuesday I ended up just calling off of work because I was like, you know what, I I need to make sure this isn't anything more. I was super exhausted, super congested, um, had a headache, body ache, got to make sure it's not the Rona. Mm -hmm. So I stayed home and I slept a lot. And so I was like, okay, I think I'm okay. I felt so much better after sleeping half the day away. So I go back to school and I'm like, everything's good. Now my boys are having colds too. I mean, it's cold season. And truthfully, I hate this COVID because I feel like I can't have a cold or anything without fearing that it's COVID. And then I can't sniffle in public because it's got to be COVID. (laughs) And I think that's- Like you can't cough, you can't sneeze, you can't do anything. And that's what's so hard is this time of year, you can have a cold, you can have the regular flu, you can have- still there. Allergies, like that doesn't mean you have COVID. But it's terrifying because I'm sitting there throughout the week thinking, yeah, I'm pretty sure this is just a cold, like it's fine. And then it really sunk in this weekend as Riker developed a fever. so scary and it made me nervous yes I was like okay so normal colds you don't get a fever 
So I immediately was like, crap, like what if we have COVID and I have been at school all week? That's like my worst nightmare. So he had a low grade fever Saturday of just 99.7, getting a little high, but it stayed down. Same with Sunday, Sunday night, he spiked to 102. So scary. Yeah. So obviously I call off of work and I call off for the whole week because I told them I'm going in to get us tested. I don't know how long the results will take. So I went in Monday with the boys. We did get tested. This is our first, well, mine and Dean's first time getting tested. It was Riker's second time. The summer he did get tested. It was negative. But so we go in. Riker hates the doctors. Like I said, we're going to the doctors. He freaked out. So we go in. I get swabbed first. It's not too bad. It's uncomfortable. Dean goes. He crushed it. He rocked it. He didn't flinch. He was so brave for his little brother. Riker went. (laughs) That poor child. (laughs) Poor buddy. So I hold his head down and I tell the doctor, be prepared. We may need nurses to hold him down. Because he's always had chronic ear infections. And before his tubes, he wouldn't hold still enough. So I, I was able to hold his head in his arms. He pulls out the swab. And there's so many boogers on it. (laughs) And he goes, oh, we can't send this in. And I was like, dang it. So they had to do it again. That came out with more boogers. (laughs) They did it three times to him. Poor buddy. I I know. He was pissed. Like everyone could hear him at the clinic. Thank goodness the next day the results came in and they were negative for all three Hallelujah, of us. Hallelujah, yay! And at that point, Riker hadn't had a fever in 24 hours, no medicine. I was jumping for joy. Like, literally running around my house going, I get to go back because I felt so bad the week before winter break not being there. Right. And then to put that on a sub. No. I was like, we have a party to do. <laughs> right? You're like, and I then, have to be there. But it really just put it into perspective for me because... I panicked thinking, what if I was spreading it? And granted, we wear masks, we socially distance, but you never know. Well, that like you just ex- never exactly. know. Exactly. That's what's so hard. I mean, you want to be cautious. You want to be careful. You would never want to be the person that gets it and then, God forbid, give it to somebody. It. Um, but I mean, you did everything you should. Like as soon as he got a fever, you didn't go to work, you went and got tested, you stayed home waiting until you got your results. So, I mean, you are being smart and following protocol as you should. So I'm proud of you. Thank you. You're very welcome. But so we went back and I surprised my students on Wednesday. They thought I was going to be out all week. So they walked in and I was standing there. I mean, I know we're supposed to socially distance, but most of them came up and ran to me and hugged me. And I wasn't about, I don't like hugs, but I was so relieved to see them and they were relieved to see me and it was just bliss. And we had, we've had such a good week. Well, a week, two days so far yesterday and today. And they have been so well behaved considering it's right before winter break. They've been amazing. That's good. That's because they missed you. They were happy their teacher was I know. back. They were terrified they weren't going to have me at all. Mm, and Except for the one girl. <laughs> the <laughs> who one. Who misbehave on Tuesday. That one girl. Can you all guess which girl it was? Yes. The same one. Oh, you mean that white girl like Dean would say? <laughs> oh. Okay. See, you can't just say I that know. and not tell no, the story. No, I'm going to tell the story. But I had to like say it because it it was kind of like punny get it like punny like a pun 
you're yes, I get it. <laughs> so you don't have, you don't have to explain punny. Okay. <laughs> well, I just for anybody listening that didn't understand it, you know. <laughs> got a scaffold for my friends that might need it. <laughs> So we love watching Harry Potter together. It is one of our favorite pastimes. It's what we do every time we're together. She comes up to visit. We always watch the entire series. And Dean was watching it with us. Was that his first time ever watching those movies? Oh, yes, he was three. He He was only three and a half. Loved it. Okay, it was when Riker was born. Oh my gosh, it yeah. was. Yes. Okay. Yep. So we're watching Harry Potter and it is the scene where, spoiler alert for people who haven't seen Harry Potter and if you haven't. Okay. But if you stop haven't, living, like, get with like, it. Stop living under a rock judging you. Okay. <laughs> like get with pop culture. Um, Gross. It's the scene where <laughs> Dobby dies and she and i are literally sitting next to each other tears in our eyes crying so upset because (laughs) dobby is dead and if you don't understand the emotional impact that has on a person you don't have a soul so we're sitting there crying (laughs) you turned off your heart yeah (laughs) we're sitting there crying dean looks at us like because we're both crying and he goes who's that white girl and we're like, what? <laughs> like, we both start laughing. We're like, who are you talking about? It's Luna Lovegood. Yes. But forever, like, we are literally crying. And he's just like, oh, matter of fact, who's that white girl? <laughs> also, she had been in the movie the whole time. And like, like where he were was you? just realizing. But hindsight 2020, he was only he, three. <laughs> I guess. I mean, yes, it's fine. See, okay. So everyone should know, Dean is very intelligent. Like, his ability to comprehend things... He started talking at 11 months old. He's always understood things that most other kids don't. So th- I think that's why we hold him to a high standard. Like Riker's three and a half right now. And I wouldn't expect him to know how to find his bedroom, you know, <laughs> whereas Dean, apparently I thought he could keep up with Harry Potter in the whole series. <laughs> yeah, he totally could. It was fun. That completely describes my children right it there. It really did. Yeah. So we want to talk about self care a little bit more do you want to go first or you want me to go first? it's up to you i mean i'm not gonna lie i totally forgot what you said you were gonna talk about oh <laughs> yeah we just talked an hour ago i forgot we did already. we like to touch on like we just like to be on the same page before we sort do of. this and then go off topic but hey that's what we do this one i just wanted to make sure that we weren't going to talk about the exact same thing for right self-care. Well, so So, I'm doing, I kind of wanted to touch on the six types of self-care. Oh, dang, look at you go. I know, I'm kind of cute, right? Right. You better stop. That's why you love me. (laughs) She did her research. Got her education on. (laughs) I'm educated. Thank you. You're educated. Thank you, Jerry Brooks. Thank you. Maybe maybe one day he'll be on here with us. Listen, that's how you know we've made it, is if we can get him on our podcast <laughs> to interview with us. All right. So, do you want me to go first, or do you want to go? I don't care either way. Okay, you can go. I, you've done your research, I did. girl. I'm you ready go. to go. All right. So, there are six different types of self-care. And when I actually looked at this, I was like, ooh, do I do all six types for myself? And is it necessary to do all six types? Well, after reading them, you probably should at some point in your self-care routine 
touch on all six. Well, and that's my question. How often do you need to do right? All six? That's a very good question. But I think that that also depends on like the, the person, person and like what they are like specifically lacking. So the okay. first okay. one was physical self care. Nope. <laughs> As I drank an energy drink today and got four hours of sleep. Nope. And I had Panda Express for dinner. Nope. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, obviously, taking care of your body is a huge component of self-care. Whether that be mm-hmm. through exercise or eating nope. right. <laughs> nope. Sorry. I'm sorry. I should stop. No, keep going. I have a feeling most of this is going to be a hard no. Go on. It's great. There will be something, and I will shout with joy when I do it. Okay. Um, But just in regards to those two things, so moving your body and then what you put in your body, those things, the way the, like the article is, stop. The hardest. I thought dirty. What you put in your body. Oh my god. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Okay. It's fine. Um we're good. But it should feel it shouldn't feel like an obligation. That's what it was talking about. Like if you feel like the food you're eating to help yourself lose weight or whatever the case may be feels like an obligation or the exercises that you're doing, you feel obligated to do them, that that's not a form of self-care. So that's why it was saying what it was talking about was finding foods that you really enjoy and allowing yourself those little cheat meals or finding physical activities that you like. So if you're not a huge gym rat, but you like doing yoga or you like going for walks, do those as your physical self-care activities. Word. So I really let that, that kind of spoke to me, especially because, I mean, with this pandemic and not being able to go anywhere, I've actually been walking a 5K daily with a couple of my friends. Because just getting outside and being in nature and it's, I mean, and we don't walk like super fast, but I mean, our bodies are moving and we need it. Well, especially because you guys are remote. Um, So you're sitting at a computer. mm -hmm. Yep. Like being in the classroom, I still get just with work 15,000 steps in. So you know how they used to talk about the freshman 15? Let's talk about the quarantine 45. Okay. Okay. It's real. I should stop eating Panda Express. No, I am not sponsored by Panda Express or advertising for them, but their Beijing beef is on point. Okay. Sorry. I mean, we're supposed to be eating healthy. The second one was talking about um, your emotional self-care. This one was huge for me because I am a highly emotional person. You know. 100. Like, let's be real. (laughs) Zero to 100 real quick <laughs> in about two real seconds quick. um i'm just mm-hmm. gonna read this one i'm not even gonna try and like paraphrase i'm literally just gonna read it verbatim because okay, i it. feel like it's because it speaks to me so it says emotional self-care is about becoming more in tune with your emotions it's about checking in with yourself becoming more mindful of your triggers and thinking patterns and finding ways to work through them rather rather than bottling them up inside some ideas are journaling mindfulness and meditation 
it also suggests being creative, such as expressing your emotions through painting, writing, cooking, or any sort of activity that you enjoy. I liked Aww. it. I liked it. Listen, I feel like I do pretty well on this one. I would say so. Like, I am pretty in tune with how I feel, and I'm pretty blunt. So, like, if I don't like something, you're going to know it. I don't bottle my feelings up very well. But I do meditate throughout the day. And sometimes it's only a quick 30-second meditation because I don't have – I don't really get a lot of time to myself. I don't get to drive by myself because Dean goes to the same school as me. And then we have stalls for their staff restroom. So I've always got someone else in there with me. I've got children at home. I mean, but I do try – to take multiple 30-second meditation nice. sessions to just lift my brain and pull that anxiety because everyone knows my anxiety gets to me. And even with medi- or medication and meditation, my anxiety still gets to me. I should probably up my dosage. <laughs> At least, but I mean... No, seriously. I have an appointment that's next month. That's good. But the fact that I can identify and, that and say this is not enough, I need more help because I can feel it creeping up on me and I'm one of those people, my anxiety affects me physically. So if I get too anxious, I will start throwing up. It's a flight or fight right. response and my body is ready to run if I get anxious. And so and no matter how much I try to identify what the trigger is, I constantly remind myself I am safe. I am safe. Nobody's here to hurt me. It's just stress and it will pass. It doesn't matter how much I logically think about it. My The chemicals in my brain and my body are right. reacting. And so sometimes you need that help from a doctor. And that's so, okay. Absolutely. Nothing wrong with that. Um, this next one I really liked too, because you and I feel the same way about this next topic. And that's why I loved the opening sentence. So don't like jump down my throat when I say it. Let me read it first. So spiritual self-care, pause, don't. Spiritual self-care doesn't necessarily have to relate to religion. And I go, yeah, this is me and my girl. Although it can be for some people. When you practice spiritual self-care, you're nourishing your soul and striving for inner peace. So this was talking about like meditation, spending time um, in nature and things like that. And I'm all, yeah, because I love, I'm a nature girl, hiking, being outside, and you do meditation. So I was like, we are taking care of our spiritual selves. And, and it had summer, nothing. I fish. Yeah. Oh, that's so peaceful. I love looking at the river. Gorgeous. And then killing a bunch of fish. It's great. <laughs> It's just funny. I catch a release. JK, I don't like fish. <laughs> but so that one, okay. like that, right? Okay. Um, the next one, the fourth one. So we're halfway through. The fourth one was intellectual self-care. So this includes doing something you enjoy that nourishes and challenges your mind. I like playing words with friends. Yes. Because I like that... playing among us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not that kind. Okay. Well, I don't know. I love puzzles. I I love puzzles too. Right? Oh my gosh. It was the cutest thing. So quick little story time. There was one day we FaceTimed over the summer and we were both working on puzzles. It was like super cute. Look at us go. 1,500 miles apart and we still do puzzles together. We should buy the same puzzle and work on it together. (gasps) I love that idea. Oh my God. We need to be taking notes this whole episode. Well, good thing it's recording and we can just listen oh, yeah. to it. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's that. 
Jeez. Okay. You're fine. All right. Number five, social self-care. Now, obviously, for those social butterflies out there, including myself, me, and you, girl, we are both social butterflies. This quarantine and lockdown has been extra hard on us because we, like... While, okay, I'm not trying to say that it hasn't been hard on everybody because it 100% has been, but I was even having a conversation with one of my really good girlfriends who is an introvert, and she even said, she goes, I know this is harder on you than it is on me because I'm fine being a recluse in my house away from people Mm -hmm. where you meaning me, thrive off of human interaction and being around yes. people. I'm like, it gives me that like natural serotonin, whatever endorphin high that I love to have. Absolutely. So it's, yeah, that's been a struggle. So this was just saying um, that it's important to make sure that you are making connections and reconnecting with people. Um, and this was specifically to like COVID-19, but making sure that even through, you know, bless technology, Zoom and stuff, yes. to have those interactions with the people that you love. That way you do get, I mean, it's not the same. We obviously know that, but that way you're not losing those connections and you can at least get some self-care through that. And can I just say, I absolutely love technology for this reason, because this past weekend, while I was homesick with my kiddos, my little sister was trying on wedding dresses in another city. Ooh. And I wasn't able to make it. We have family living in California, family living in Kansas. We've got siblings everywhere. And we were able to zoom in on it and we all got to see it. Oh, I love that so much. Like it just, as much as I wanted, oh God, I would kill to be there. I wanted to hug her and, but I was home with the boys. I was stuck at home. I still got to be a part of it. And that just... And I love my siblings more than anything. And so to be able to still be a part of it just made my whole day. Oh, I love that. That's so good. She looks so hot. <laughs> I'm sure she let did. Me, <laughs> let me ruin the sentimental moment. <laughs> she was so cute, but she looked so hot too. She looked hot. Listen, hey girl. if you look good, you look good. And she looked fantabulous. Oh, you mean she looked fly. She's looking so fly. <laughs> Yes. All right. That's amazing. That makes me so happy. So the last one is sensory self-care. So this was talking about nourishing your senses. And I never even actually thought about this as a self-care activity, Hmm. if I'm being perfectly honest. So this is, um, it is an effective way of bringing your mind to the present moment and helping you lower your stress levels. Um, Ideas being um, burning your favorite scented candle, listening to your favorite music. Podcast check. Right. Walking barefoot on grass. I'm like, I'm allergic to grass. That would be itchy. Also, it's snowing here. No, I'm good. Right. But I was like, I didn't even think of that as being a self-care activity. But you know, it's funny. We do that with our students. We do. Especially our high strung or our high anxiety or autistic kiddos. Well, I think to me, what it reminded me of is like our grounding techniques that we all have. Like, what can I see? What can I smell? What can I touch? Like what, like when you are feeling anxious or whatever you're feeling that you can't get a grasp, just having those grounding techniques of like, okay, I see this book in front of me. I smell 
paper. I, I mean, I'm I'm saying like if you were in a classroom, like the things you could see and smell to kind of like bring yourself back. But I was like, interesting. I'm trying to think of what I do. Like, do I see or touch or I don't know. I don't think I do that. Maybe I'll try it. Right? I'm like, it's kind of like a cool thing to like get your mind thinking. Like, because I never even would have like thought like, oh, yeah, that's a self-care activity. Like, wow. Cool. I like that one. I'm going to try that this week. I will report back next week. I like it. Doubt it because I'll probably forget, (laughs) but I'm going to try my best. Oh, that's funny. I'm going to try my best. Those were really good. I know. You're welcome. Oh, my goodness. Look, last week I did my research. This week you're doing your research. We're very much the yin and the yang. It works. It works. I didn't this week. I kind of had an idea of what I was going to talk about, and that's about it. (laughs) Well, I like it because you're going to focus more on the work side of it. Mine was just more general. Yes. Which I think it's important to have that self-care not just for yourself professionally, but personally as well. Absolutely. And that's kind of, that's where I come in. So my big thing of self-care that I've been working on for, since I became a teacher four years ago was setting boundaries. And to me, that was the most difficult thing to do, especially during the first couple years of teaching. We all remember, or some of you are living it. It is literal hell those first couple years of becoming a teacher. You don't understand how to do everything. You're learning the curriculum. You don't have your teaching style down. You know, it's just an all new world to you. And it is beyond stressful because you don't have your grading system down. You're taking hours of work home. You don't know how things work. It takes you twice as long. So after my first year and a half, I had decided I was no longer going to take work home. And it was very difficult. And sometimes, just like with the diet, I have cheat days that I didn't get to my grade, my grades in time, or my, I didn't make my comments on my grades in time. And I'm like, oh, I should probably take these home. But I have limited myself. So I don't, I just don't do it. Well, I think that's super important, especially because you have a family at home. You have your boys that you need to give your attention to. You have your husband that you need to give your attention to when he is home. You when have all of your animals. I mean, I definitely like, it's kind of different for me. Like, Where I shouldn't be bringing work home every night, like I do still to this day, but I I don't have a family here at home. So it's not, it's not something that's impeding my personal home life, if that makes sense. Well, I think it kind of has to go though. So it may not impede your home life, but that burnout in your brain mentally, you have to keep that into consideration because when you're constantly thinking about one thing, you will burn out. And so, and sometimes burnouts aren't like you're done with that career. Sometimes a burnout is just a good cry. Yeah. You know, you really shouldn't get yourself to the point that you're so overwhelmed and you're so frustrated because you haven't had that self-care because you've been so consumed by one thing. Right. And it's kind of that, you know, the whole health community talks about it. Moderation. Absolutely. Everything in moderation. And I hate that here in America, we have gotten to the point that we live to work instead of working to live. All we do is work. Work, you know, work, that's, work, 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 Sorry. Like, yes. No. <laughs> work, 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 work. Okay. Anyways, but other countries don't do that as much. You know, they don't focus their whole lives around a job. And we do that a lot here. And I just, I've 
tried for the past couple years really hard to pull away from that. That doesn't mean I'm selfish. That doesn't mean I don't care about my students. It doesn't mean I don't absolutely love and adore my job and look forward to it every day. It just means that I am compartmentalizing and saving my sanity, you know, and when I was single, I did work 24 hours a day. And I think that actually made it a harder transition to motherhood for me, if that even makes sense, that I lost part of my identity because I couldn't be just that working person. All of a sudden, half of my time was taken by my child. And so I feel like that I had to give that up, if that even makes sense. No, I think it does because, I mean, well, your identity changed. You Yes. um, And so... I was nothing but work. So anytime that you have an identity change... And not that that's a bad thing. I mean, it, it was necessary for your family and for the the benefit of your kid and your marriage and things like that. So I think that that's okay. But I definitely think we all struggle because, again, this kind of goes back to when we were talking about we all – humans are not uh, creatures of change. No, we're all creatures especially of – We're all creatures of habit. And so when something – major in your life changes it you do feel like you're kind of going through an identity crisis in some ways mm-hmm. um, oh I 100% did mm-hmm. I didn't realize I had postpartum right routine. I remember and so Becca you've got a pretty good balance of work and play I do I didn't really I didn't really hang out with a lot of friends like even when you and I when we were in California we didn't hang out that much after we got done with college we lived in different cities. We didn't hang out as much. And and that's kind of how I am now. I don't really hang out with friends as often. Right. You know, it's just that as social as I am, because trust me, when you put me in a room or on a dance floor, it's on. It's on. Put me with other people. It's on. But I've never been the type to say, hey, let's go hang out. Let's go do this. I've just never really been like right. that. And so I think it was just a struggle for me that my life couldn't be just about work anymore. And now I've accepted it and I actually love it. I feel like it's made me a better mom, a better wife, a better friend, a better teacher. I'm not burnt out. Those first two years were rough. Yeah. You know, and I think another thing I want to bring up is, and this is a big one. I think teachers have a hard time with this. It's okay to say no. Right. We constantly get stuff thrown at us. Our districts are always putting more and more on us. Your administrators are coming up to you saying, you know, can you take on this project? Can you join this committee? Can you take on this student? Can you do this? And we feel so much pressure to say yes to everything. We've got to get used to it's okay to say no. And more importantly, I don't have to justify my no. I 100% agree with that. And I mean, to touch on that, That's exactly where I was this year. I mean, I have been in several leadership roles, several committees, doing a lot for my school. And this year in particular, uh, with distance learning, I am moving to another new grade level. I just said, nope, this year I'm teaching. Like, if there's truly something that my skill set would be needed for, I absolutely 100% am willing to help anywhere I can. But... For me, I wanted to focus solely on just being a really, really good teacher for my kids this year. You know, I think advocating for yourself is a form of self-care. I 100% agree with you. You know, I 
have a hard time saying no to a lot of things. You know, I'm a very blunt person, but I'm still a people pleaser. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want to disappoint everyone. I'm a perfectionist. I want to do it. And I even have to tell myself no. Like, I want to say yes to certain things. And I'm like, whoa, back up. Calm down. You can't do this right now. And even just small things. Right. You know, I wanted to do these projects this week with my students and really do all these art projects. First off, I'm not an artsy person. So I was like, I'm going to, I looked up all these art projects I could be doing. I took stuff home. Like I tried them with my, my own children. It was an utter fail, (laughs) but we tried art and I ended up saying no to it. I said, you know, I just, I want to do that for them, but no. Right. It's not on the agenda. It's I don't have the time. I don't have the energy for it. So as much as I know that would make them happy, I've got to say no. And so even just small adjustments of saying no to stuff is going to help you, especially when you really don't want to. Right. And not just professionally, but personally. So oftentimes friends will say, hey, want to go do this? No. And they ask, why? Listen, I don't need to justify myself to you. Like, you don't know what's going on in my life. You're like, I'll tell you later. If I say no now, you know you'll know later type of thing. Or I may not know later. Or maybe I, what did I just say? Or I may not know later. You may not know later. may, I will not tell you later. Because I don't have to tell you. What if I've got diarrhea? Do you really want to know that? I mean, you would tell me that. (laughs) Okay, so unless it's your best friend, you probably won't know till later. (laughs) No, like... (laughs) What do you want me to do? I'm under the weather. People are like, why don't you want to do this? I don't feel good. I shouldn't have to justify saying why I don't want to go out. I just don't want to. Sometimes I don't want to see your face. But I'm not going to say that because of the pressure of being polite. Right. <laughs> F politeness. F politeness. <laughs> so funny. F you politeness. Thanks a lot, politeness. Jeez. <laughs> Gets me in trouble. So Let's be real. I think Go ahead. In, for our wins this week, because we always do a win of the week. I think we could we should focus our wins on what are your top three self-care wins that you have right Ooh, for, for this, this week like, we usually we always okay. talk about like what our teaching wins are but because we wanted to focus on self-care i think it would be fun if we just did our win is our top three self-care things that we do for ourselves. you know normally when it comes to the wins i'm like i don't have anything mm-hmm. i got, I got it. see i got it aren't I'm ready. you so happy that i went a little off topic with it <laughs> uh, i am You're welcome okay. win number one i called off of work this week without feeling guilty clap to you clap 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 like I felt bad for my students because I wanted to be there but I did not in any way feel guilty Good. for taking care of me and my family Love it. word when number two I didn't want to cook tonight so we got panda express oh so delicious Beijing beef listen as who knew being an adult was just oh coming up with dinner menus after dinner menus like oh <laughs> Anyways, also, I live two blocks from Panda Express, so holla. Yum. Win number three. Me and my kiddos last night slumber partied in the living room. Aww. That's awesome. Yes. We pulled out the mattresses to the living room, and we all slept out there, and it was fantastic. And I enjoyed having my little ones right next to me with my dogs, and everything was gravy. Good, Good, great great gravy. gravy. I love that. 
All right. Yes. So my three self-care wins are, and this is literally self because it's just me. Uh, first, number one. I love, and Brittany hates these, so this is what's hilarious. I love bubble baths. Bubble baths are my jam. Yeah, I knew she was going to, I knew she was going to like ruin it. Don't ruin, you vomit on yourself. (laughs) I love bubble baths. I love all the different type of bath salts and bubbles and bath bombs. Give them to me. They give me life. Self-care win number two for me. I just recently discovered these 24 karat uh, eye mask. They look like little beans that you put under your eyes. Under yes. your eye, yes, oh I my have gosh. those. I love them so much. I don't actually know if they do anything for me, but I. But the, the idea, idea of, of it, it, and then honestly, afterwards though, like I, I just feel more relaxed. I think because when I have them on my face, it like forces me to keep my eyes closed because it's. Well, then you should like cucumber oh, Ooh. and just like and in a bag <gasps> oh my gosh yeah combine it all and then get a glass of wine Ooh. you know me so well done, done. I know. my self-care win number three is giving myself an at-home manicure because let me tell you even though we're locked up in our houses because of covid you still gotta have your nails on point I did my nails today right before school That's started amazing. in my classroom. I love that so much. <laughs> so I want everyone listening to think and reflect on their self-care routine. Just on this week alone, what have you done that's for you? That's It doesn't necessarily have to be productive. It's just what did you do that made you happy, that fed your soul, that just is about you. So think of three things right into us. Let us know what those self-care things were. Yeah, we would love to know. And remember, the most important thing, self-care is not selfish. Word. Wow, I ruined that moment. <laughs> Word. <laughs> Word. That's why I love you. <laughs> I got your back. I'm your backup Boom. dancer right now. Word. Your hype man. You're always hype my man. hype man. You're my hype woman. Come on. Yes. All right, friends. Okay. Well, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Enjoy. Stay safe yes. out there. We love this. Take care, of Take care of yourself. And we will chat with you next week. Bye.